Shut up and sit down. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the My Alpha Life Podcast, where uh, you learn how to live an alpha life. My guest today, Dennis Gunner Metzler. How you doing, my friend? Back again. Back at it again. We got some shit to talk about. A lot of stuff's <laughs> changed. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things changed. Yeah. We have some things to talk about. Um, where do we start? Um... Well, one, how have you been in general? Tell the folks. It's been a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because so much is different. Nothing is the same. Yeah. You're off the market. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Married man. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you. You were uh, the best man at my wedding. That was a great time. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So you're plus one. We're sans one on yeah. the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of things have changed. Yeah, man. Um, we let's see. We had the uh, tap out trafficking event. That too. Touch on that briefly. We'll do a whole other podcast talking about that. But uh, it was a good event. Um, overall, really good um, turnout. We had. Uh, I had just dislocated my knee, and uh, what was it? week maybe week and a half or something before i was supposed to at most go do yeah. that yeah <coughs> excuse me thank you um and uh yeah still went out and competed everybody was mad at me um physical therapist <laughs> anybody that cares about me but um and you uh, won I, yeah i won um i that was fun man i, I really i really enjoyed that a lot my uh like i talked about before leading up to it my opponent great friend of mine uh josh shortstack robinson um it sucks that we had to fight each other but you know it is what it is like he and he touched on this uh in the post fight interview but you know we we put out the matchmaker put out that you know hey um Anybody his weight, roughly his weight, you know, black belt, whatever, uh, who wants to fight and and nobody wanted to nobody wanted to fight him. Um and you know, it's a little disappointing because I mean I get it, people don't it it sucks. Like it's a generational thing, maybe it's a I don't know what it is, but a lot of people don't want to fight and earn it. You know, they want they just want to win. Um and they they want something that they think is going to be an easy matchup, and he is not that. So, um, you know, I've talked. To, we're going to have him on the show too, but talked a lot about uh, him over the years and stuff, and just how impressed I am with him as an athlete, as a fighter, as a competitor, as a man. You know, he'll he'll show up and fight. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter the the weight, the size, the you know the discipline. Like you want to. You want to fight him in Muay Thai, he'll fight you in Muay Thai. You want to fight him in Jiu-Jitsu, you want to fight him in MMA, boxing. He doesn't care. So, um, you know, which is a reason that that one of the reasons that we're so, so close and such good friends. But, um, yeah, he was in the wedding too. Um, so, yeah, good guy. 
good fight, put on a good fight. Um, I just, you know, I got lucky and caught him in a, caught him in a choke and, um, was able to bring home the win. So able to hobble away from that one. (laughs) Yeah. Heal up a little more, take another month and heal up. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't competed, uh, since then, but now it's feeling a lot better. Um, so we'll start looking for the next competition for sure. We need to get you in there. Yeah, I don't know about that. No deal. <laughs> I'm still getting choked out by 16-year-olds. Yeah, and... yeah, I mean, that's not that, yeah, but like 16-year-olds that have been doing it for, yeah. you know, 10 yeah. years. That's Yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, like you were just saying, like it's a generational thing. Like it's not about winning or losing. Like I know I'm going to go in there and probably get my ass kicked, but I'm going to give it everything that I have. And for me, it's more about the experience. Like you'll learn just as much or more from losing than you will from winning. I think anybody will tell you that. Sure. Um, and I know that I'm going to lose a lot. So, yeah, but it's also important to keep it in, uh, keep it in perspective. Like you go into the Academy and train and when you lose in the Academy, you're losing to, you know, very good people. You're losing to people that are, that have been training for a very long time. Um, you go into a, a, a tournament and you know, you're a white belt and you fight another white belt at your weight um, and your age. I, uh, I think you're going to come out on top of <laughs> the age. I think you're like going to do great. That's got something to do with it. <laughs> I think, well, I mean, that's how the tournaments are run, you know, you what, what am I, typically like super senior master class. <laughs> <or some shit>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm right behind you, dude. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where am I at now. Master three, I'm master three now. So are you? You're master three as well. Um, yeah. I still got a few years on you, and uh, actually June it'll be another year. So yeah. yeah. What's the what's the the break off point? Like, is there like forty five? Forty five. Okay, yeah. so then I'll be in another division master what yeah at 45 master four master yoda <laughs> <laughs> master old af <laughs> yeah uh, that's funny um yeah i uh yeah we'll get you in there i think you'd be pleasantly surprised at uh how well you do but it's good that you're you know you're you're uh really critical of yourself and your own performance that's what makes you great at the things that you do so yeah, getting beat up yeah, there's a lot of people really good at that. <laughs> we were talking about it earlier. Uh, there's a lot of ego going around and, um, you know, again, it's a generational thing. You know, we we're talking about lifting weights in the gym and, and just looking around at all the people that are spending way more time, like flexing in the mirror or checking their fucking hair or, you know, uh, setting up their tripod and their phone and their camera for an Instagram shot or whatever they're doing. then, than they are actually spending time lifting weights, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's frustrating because, you know, for a couple of reasons, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is I'm fucking old and I don't know how many more visits I'm going to have to the gym. So get out of my way. (laughs) Let me do my shit and and take your pictures in your mirror at home. Um, you know, I go there. My mentality is a lot different than, I hate feeling like I'm this old. Like my mentality is like from a different generation where we like the, after the Arnold generation, Yeah, you know, Arnold got everybody into it. And then my generation was the next one after that, where we all like, we all wanted to be like him. Right. So everybody's in there and just, 
you know, the, the shittiest, the oldest, the, the rustiest materials, whatever you got in there, you're just going in there and you're putting in the work and like, you know, you you come out feeling good and, but, but you don't stroke anybody's ego. You know, you just, you have a good couple of guys that you work out with and they push you, you push them. And, you know, it had nothing to do with sitting there staring in front of a mirror, you know? Yeah. Um, it was just yeah. about how, how much weight can you move? How, how quickly can you move that weight? You know, how much more are you going to go up next week? How hard are you going to push yourself? And, and that was, that was what going to the gym and working out was about. Yeah. And a life of constantly testing yourself, Yeah, which is why, you know, we're doing it in the gym. We're doing it at the, at, in the jujitsu Academy, you know, we're doing it. Um, it's one of the things I love about jujitsu, uh, so much is that, you know, it's just such a long road and you're constantly in there. Like every night you're able to test yourself in different ways. Even, you know, I've been a black belt 10 years now. You, I can still go in there and test myself every night. Like, you know, Oh, you know, maybe I, maybe I line up multiple people or, or I line up like the biggest, strongest guys, or I, you know, go ahead and like get totally exhausted, go through a bunch of different people, get totally exhausted or as exhausted as you can get and then or intentionally push yourself, you know, push your cardio rather than using rather than, you know, intentionally be inefficient, right? To to get tired, to get that muscle fatigue, whatever, and then and then go with like your really high level belts or your really big strong guys or whatever, you know. Um there's just always a way to keep pushing the limits and keep testing yourself and and then outside of that, it's actually test yourself, go out and compete, you know. Put yeah. it on the line and and see what you know. Yeah, that's the kind of the spot where I've been at. Like, well, number one, I live an hour and forty five minutes, almost two hours away from here. So every time I want to train, you know, it's a at least a six seven hour journey for me back and forth, and then training. Yeah. Um. So that's that's difficult enough, but the harder part for me, I think, is not so much that because I travel all the time, but it's more like balance. Like, yeah, I want to push myself, but. You know, the minute I take on an injury, it's like, shit, you know, how long is it going to take at my stage of the game to recover from that and to get back in there? So I'm trying to trying to mitigate the damages here so that mm-hmm. I don't fuck myself up too much where I can't go back in the gym. Um, but I get enough training and hard enough training that, you know, I'm getting a benefit from it. Right. So it's really, really a fine line to walk, I feel like. Um, yeah, I feel like, um, you know, if you – like if you lived closer and you were able to be in the gym more often, you know, that, that fine line that you're kind of on right now, if just more exposure, I feel like gets you past that. Um, because you, you're in there more, you learn faster, you learn more, you get better faster. And then, and then you're able to deal with that, right? You're, you're able to like avoid some of those injuries and stuff like that because, um, you know, you're not doing dumb shit that, <laughs> that white belts do. Um, I think back to when I was a white belt and I'm like, man, I did some, I did some dumb shit that I like yell at people now not to do, you know, <laughs> cause all I knew when I was a white belt was I was a grown man. I was strong and I was fast, you know, yeah. that's, that's all I knew. So that's what I used and, and people got hurt and people got hurt to include myself. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so speaking about um testing ourselves, um and getting hurt. And getting hurt. Yeah, we uh for you listeners at home, we didn't really talk about this, but 
uh, before we did it, we had talked privately about it, but, um, I kind of got the, one of my bucket list things that I wanted to do was, um, go ride a bull. And, um, my name is not bull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we, I was like, man, I'm, you know, I just brought it up. Hey, you know, one day I want to go ride a bull and Gunner being the, the friend and the man that he is, he's like, fuck yeah, I'll go, let's do it. And, um, so we went and did that, uh, this, what was it? Two, two days, days ago. ago? Yeah. Sunday. Sunday. So, um, and it was, it was awesome, right? Yeah. We, uh, it was a great experience. Um, not dying was great. Yeah. Both of our, uh, our oldest, uh, our sons went with us and, um, uh, they did it as well, which was, which is really impressive. Talk about that. It's a totally separate thing, but, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. So like a quick, you want to give them a quick, uh, rundown of kind of the situation, the scenario. Yeah, there's a little place down uh, south of Fayetteville called uh, Shady Acres Rodeo. Um, I guess they do it every Sunday. They start, uh, open it up at 4 p.m. And, um, you know, they bring down a bunch of cowboys who want to ride. Uh, they have a practice pen for first-time riders, which is obviously what we were. Um, and it was it was fun. It was fun to watch them get in the ring, watch them get tossed around, uh, and then listen to, I don't know what the, the – the head cowboy's name was, I think it was Eddie. Um, oh yeah, you guys, you know, we've got some separate bowls for you guys. These <laughs> ones aren't going to be as hard and, you know, right. you know, they'll, they'll kind of just go in a straight line and buck up and down. And he completely lied to us and <laughs> put us on the same <laughs> yeah. exact bowls that all the experienced people were on. Yeah. Yeah. That part was interesting. Um, you know, the, so the, the whole layout of the thing, they, you go up there to sign up, you know, you sign your life away, your liability waiver saying, you know, if you die, it's not our fault, um, which is expected. And it was ten bucks. We, you know, ten bucks a ride if you want to get on a bull. And uh, you can rent gear from them, you know, which you guys need to do. Any of you listeners that want to go out and ride a bull, um, don't be dumb. <laughs> wear a fucking helmet. Wear that fits. A, yeah, wear a chest protector. Wear you know, wear your stuff. But anyway. Um, and yeah, Eddie's the guy that that ran it. Real nice place. Eddie uh, is the head cowboy there, and and his wife. Um, What's her name? Her name. Um, she was up running the. Uh, yeah, you know, taking the the money and yeah, signing the waivers. I can't remember her name, but uh, anyway, she was a really nice lady too, and um, really efficiently run thing. And they ran so they ran the jackpot first, so all the um, all the pros uh, did their like official rodeo and rode their bulls or or didn't ride their bulls and um you know they ended up coming up with the winner of all of the jackpot and all that and then after that it was what they called the practice pen and that's where they allowed like <clears throat> a lot of the pros uh jumped in there to to ride bulls again and you know just get more more time in the well not time in the saddle time on the back of of a bull and uh and then that's where they let the first timers go as well. And um and they were surprising number of first timers, right? Like uh it had to be I mean at least 10. Yeah. Well, I mean we were th we were four ourselves, so it was more than 10. Yeah. You know, the, the other group of 3 or 4 and then a couple of individuals. So there was a bunch of people yeah, there. Yeah, probably maybe 15 or so. Um but they had uh 
they somebody made a comment. One of the one of the like older or like more seasoned cowboys that's always there said, uh, um, "He's like, yeah, we got a lot of first timers today. So apparently, they probably usually only have like maybe two or three or something. But, um, but yeah, I was surprised that they like in in watching this happen. Like you're just you're just up there. Like we had never done it and." you were just up there in the shoots, like on, up on the back of the shoot and stuff. And, um, got a bunch of really cool pictures. I need to send you some of them that Olivia sent me, uh, today, but, um, uh, you're just up there in the mix and like, you get to learn a lot. It's, it's nothing but hands-on. Right. Um, yeah, especially because they all talk to you like you've been there before. So, you know, right. You know, they're talking to you and they're just throwing out words and okay, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does right. that mean? And they look at you for a second like you're stupid, and you look back at them for a second like they're stupid. Right. And then eventually you guys connect, and then they explain. St- I mean, and they did very well. They explained everything very well yeah. when you asked them and you said, hey, wait, I'm a first-timer. You know, slow down a little for me. Right. Um, and then they walk you through the steps, and they show you exactly what to do. Yeah. Um, not that it matters when you're sitting on the back of 1,500 pounds of beef. Yeah. Um but they show you exactly what to do and tell you how to do it. And, um, you know, they're really attentive. So, yeah, yeah, we, um, it was, it was a cool experience uh, for multiple reasons, but, um, it was great to see, like, it was cool to see other people up there. Like they just wanted to test themselves too, or whatever, whatever their reasoning was for being out there. Um, you know, for us, I know, you know, I know that for me and you, it was, a it was a bucket list thing. It, it would be fun, but also it would be, it's a, it's all about testing yourself, right? Like it takes a, a huge set of balls to get onto the back of a bull that, you know, 15 to 2000 pounds, 1500 to 2000 pounds of, of really powerful animal. And, um, you know, that, that is trained and, and bred and trained to, throw you to the ground and then stomp all over you. So, um, so just the fact that we were there and, and able to experience it and able to do it and stuff was, was great, but, um, pretty eye opening because people were getting fucked up left and right. Like (laughs) people were getting slammed and thrown and bucked upside down. I mean, it was crazy. And it's eerily deceptive because when you're standing up behind the chute, you know, you've got the the ring off to our left with the chutes, and then you've also got the pens with the, all the bulls in it to our right. Mm-hmm. And the bulls in the pen were docile, just yeah. standing there, just hang, I mean, one was sleeping. They're just, hang, yeah. I mean, they're just being animals. Um, something happens between that walk from the pen out to the ring. Or, or to the shoot into the shoot, the, yeah. Once that door opens, I mean, and they got the flank rope on, and you're sitting on the back. I mean, it they it's amazing how different an animal that is from a yeah. sleeping bull in a pen to getting thrown ten feet in the air, yeah, in the ring. Um, they just the the mentality completely changes, and then immediately once you're off their back, I mean, for the most part. A couple of times, you know, they tried going after somebody on the ground, but for the most part, they circle back and they go right back to the pen. They, yeah. you know, they they don't want to be out there, or you know, they're they're done doing their job. And like I'm going back, I'm going to 
yep. sleep or do whatever, and you're not going to say anything about it. And yeah. Everybody's happy to let them go back to the pen. Yeah, it is He's, pretty cool. To I, I thought that, too. Like, they're very well-trained animals. They knew. They're in the shoot. They know, like, that shoot. Do- and a lot of them were pretty chill in the shoot, too, right? But the second the shoot door opens, it's, it's game it's, time. It's game time. Yeah, it's and, uh And they went, and their job is to get you off of their back, and they're very good at doing it. And um, and then, like you said, as soon as they hit the the cowboy hits the ground, they like you said there were a couple with an attitude that wanted to circle back and go after them. But um, but other than that, you know, for the most part, they look right for that that center shoot gate that leads them back to the to the pens, and and yep. they just trot off there, and they're they're happy. They don't give a shit if you're broken or not. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, what was the the kid? The youngest kid who was there was what? Five? five. They had a five-year-old. Five-year-old on the back of one of these bulls, and I th- was that little boy? Was he eight? Uh, yeah. That, and that kid, it was like an eight-year-old boy there, and he was riding the hell out of some bulls. I mean, he had a full yeah. set of chaps. He had his own gear. I mean, he's obviously been doing it for a few years, but I mean, when yeah. you see eight-year-olds out there doing this stuff, it's it's. I mean, it's pretty eye-opening because most people have no idea of this world. You know, they're, they're, they're doing their nine to five. They're doing their Monday through Friday. Um, and they have no idea. I mean, there's probably less than 1% of the people in this entire world will ever do something like that. Oh yeah. And and here you are as five-year-olds and eight-year-olds out here riding these massive animals. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a really cool experience. Yeah. It was pretty cool at the, they had their own little section for like the really young guys, right? Like they had smaller bulls and smaller, but when we say smaller bulls, it's still not like a small animal, like thousand pounds as opposed to 1600. Right. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, still like very impressive. And you know, like that's bred in that kid too. Like that, those kids like mom or dad are like in rodeo, they're cowboy and they're doing their thing too. So, um, the one kid really impressed me. Um, he was that was his first ride back. Remember, he he had uh, broke three ribs. Yeah, he got stomped on and yeah. gotten three ribs broken. The, and the uh, eight year old we're talking the about. The eight year old, yeah. yeah. And he came back, uh, healed up, came back, and got on the back of that bull. And you know, uh, he didn't make the ride, but he he gave it hell. He tried, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, yeah there really, were uh, there were some good. In- I mean, some people got kicked in the head. Some people got you know hung up on the bull and got dragged around and. I mean, and this is just an average, they do this every Sunday. Yeah. It's you know? <laughs> like yeah. an average Sunday, you know, where most people are on their couch watching football or something, watching yeah. other people get beat up. You know, these young kids are out there and they're like, they're throwing, and they love it. You know, they throw their heart into it. They throw their yeah. soul into it. A lot of those cowboys were, they were, I'd say all of them were in their 20s, early 20s, at at most early thirties, like the, one of the like seasoned cowboys that was out there, I'd say maybe he was like 31. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. And I mean, twenties is like, that's, that's your prime, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. when you're a veteran, you know what you're doing. And I mean, it, this game is not a long game for anybody. Yeah. You can't, the amount of injuries you're going to take just from doing this every Sunday, even if you don't get trampled or you don't land wrong. I mean, just the constant, um, bucking from the bulls alone. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's hell on the back. I mean, people get concussed all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a long game for anybody. Well, and we, and we see how that's possible. We, it's perfect segue into your experience. Uh, you want to, you want to tell them how 
what that looked like from for you. I thought we were going to tell him about your you ride off into the sunset on oh, well, South Side. We can, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So actually, we're we're up there, and the way this thing worked was, um, you know, again, we're first timers, so you know, you you show up and they have gear you can rent. So, <clears throat> but it, the gear is limited, you know, so um, it all needs to be shared. And there was a long line of people that were that were up there. So I'd say they had like, I don't know, five usable helmets, five usable, you know, uh, chest, chest protectors. Chest. And, and then you got a glove and you need your bull rope. So, um, so they had to share all this and all this stuff was already gone. It was already accounted for. So we had to stand there and wait for um, these other people to to go and it was eye opening for me. So we're up there. Still, it was cool. We're up there. We're standing on the back of the uh, shoot, and we're we're helping, and we're watching, and we're you know just kind of taking it all in and watching people get fucked up, <laughs> and you know. And again, so these cowboys, like the the cowboys that were there that were that do this all the time, the pros, they were in there jumping on the backs of these same bulls. So. We again, let me back up. We watched the jackpot. So we watched the pros ride these bulls in the jackpot. And then those same bulls were used to for all of us first timers to go. So um so that was interesting because again, we thought it'd be they'd be different caliber bulls, but um they weren't. Outside of the really the smaller ones that we talked about for like the young kids. Um, and I, there was another smaller bull that they put one of the young girls on too. There was a, a girl who was in her early twenties or whatever that went too, and uh, she got on the back of a a smaller bull. There was a girl that went on the back of um, uh, that went on uh, Tic Tac as well, um, the one that Jace went on. Right. But um, anyway, so we're all just kind of standing there. And we're just waiting for gear. Like we need these, these other first timers to go so that they can then hand the gear over to us. And they're, they're fun. A bunch of people had gone, a bunch of the pros kept going and practicing and stuff. And, you know, we don't know the score. We're just kind of standing there waiting to be told what to do basically. But we did get the gist that like, okay, you have to get, you know, you have to get this, um, you have to get your gear or whatever. So, I noticed, and we talked about it when we were up there, I noticed how like nervous and, and downright scared a lot of these first timers were, they were really, you know, like they, a lot of them froze. And, um, so they, they cycled all, all the shoots were full of bulls, but you can only go one at a time, obviously. And they were down on the other end and, um, and then the biggest guy out there, he was a guy from the army base. Um, he's a big fella. And uh, he had his helmet on, had his chest protector on, glove on, and and bull rope in hand. And he was standing at, um, shoot, which one was that? One or six? They counted six from the was, left, right? So six. Yeah, I came out of six. Furthest. Yeah. So I came out of six. So, so standing at shoot six, um, he's standing there. And he looks as if he's ready to go. And one of the bullfighters on the other other side of the gate was like, all right, you ready to go, whatever. And the guy was like, uh, and I could see him like hesitating. <laughs> and 
and freezing up and he was looking for an excuse. He was looking for something to say to not have to go. And, you know, we come from the world of like, you know, military and whatever else. It's like, it's, it's yeah, action. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. You, it's time to fucking go. So I saw, I read what was happening and I was like, fuck this. I'll, I'll go fucking give me, you know, I just, and I told the, the, the cowboy, the bullfighter down in the pen. I was like, Hey bro, I'll jump on him. I just don't have stuff. Like I just need gear. And, um, and so I made that other guy, this one guy that was standing there. Um, I just made him take all his shit off and give it to me. <laughs> so took it all, threw it on real quick. I was like, fuck it, let's go. And, um, it was cool. It was like one of those, you know, it's a man moment like that. That cowboy that was down there was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, yeah, let's go. I mean, you, know, you yeah. guys got all your shit on. Like, what are you waiting for? You what paid are, your money. You're standing here. Yeah. Like, what's, what's, why the are you here? You yeah. know? Yeah. Why are you fucking here? Um, and that guy, yeah, he just was, he just was scared. And that would have like, if I were him, there's no way I would be him. But if I were, that would bother me a lot. Like yeah. that was my bull. I was supposed to get on that bull. Like the universe, God, whatever lined it up. I was standing there in front of this bull and I, and I didn't have the courage to go, you know, I was like, fuck it, man. I'll jump on that bull. Let's go. Yeah. And, um, so got down there, got on him. And again, like we had a really nice couple of, couple of like seasoned cowboys that were telling it, giving us pointers, telling us what to do. And, um, I just, I just did exactly what they said. And, um, they opened that shoot. It was exciting, man. That, that moment of, uh, that moment of giving your nod, you know, to like, uh, yeah. to let them know to sling the, the shoot door open. And, um, because you still have a moment there. Like if you were that first cowboy who was sitting there getting ready to go and like, Hey, let's go get up there you know, you can stall all the way up until that point. Right. And even before you give that nod, you'd be like, oh, fuck it, I don't want to do it. And you could have still got out of there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's still on you at that point. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, as and, soon uh, as you give that nod, though, then it's, you know, it's game on. There's, yeah. there's no turning back at that point. Definitely. Yeah, and I got, man, I was excited. I was, uh, I, I remember I gave the nod and like at the same time, I was like, let's, let's go, boys, let's get it. <laughs> they slung the door open. And, uh, and that bull came out and uh, I don't know, started bucking and was bucking and, and kind of did a big, a big loop off to the right. So like multiple bucks and all that, but like came out of the chute and then didn't turn back fast. He turned back a little, like in a, in a big loop and came straight back toward the gate. And that took the eight seconds because yeah. I was on him to that loop and then, and right before, uh, one of the Cowboys said he was talking about Tic Tac. He was talking about that other big brown bull, uh, that Jason ended up getting on. Uh, but this is earlier in the day. He said, he said, yeah, that bull there, he'll come out and buck pretty hard, whatever. Um, and then sometimes he'll stop. And it, sometimes the bulls just stop. Like I've seen that in PBR, you know, like sometimes yeah. the bull will just stop. And, um, if they stop, he was like, don't get off of it then like that seems like a great time to get off of it it's like but they'll fucking kill you if you do that you know they'll come back with their head or they'll come back with their feet and kick you or whatever um always get off of the bull moving so if he stops kick him he'll start bucking again you know but it's way better to get off of a moving bull than than a than a bull that stands still so first couple of big big bucks out of the shoot i 
kind of found his rhythm and I was like, okay, I, I was like, oh shit, I think I'm going to ride this bull. You know, we'll, I mean, we'll see, we're not there yet, but yeah. I was like, I, I felt like I had the rhythm and came around and then the buzzer went off for the eight seconds. And it was almost as soon as the buzzer went off, the bull stopped. It was like, it was almost like he knew too, like, all right, we're fucking done. You know, we've yeah. whatever. And, um, but I was like, okay, I can't get off now. So I kicked him. He bucked another couple good times, but he bucked straight toward the gate. And in my brain, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to get off. I've seen some guys get crushed against the gate. So I was like, I don't want to get off near the gate. And, uh, and one of the bullfighters down there also was like, told me the same thing, like watch the gate or don't get off near the gate. He said something about the gate. And, um, so I, I waited till he kind of, he bucked toward the gate and then he, and then he took a hard left and I was like, okay, now's my time because I needed to get off to the right because I'm right-handed. So got off and I still fucking hit the gate, <laughs> but, um, it's funny. Like even when you plan your dismount, uh, it's not, <laughs> it's not great. Cause I was, I still landed flat on my back. I hit the gate and landed flat on my back. So yeah, that's about what happened to everybody. I don't think anybody landed on their feet. No. no matter how hard you plan it, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Even the best Cowboys out there, they were some fucking tough guys, man. Like yeah. that were really talented, really good, you know, bull riders. But, uh, um, yeah, for the most part, everybody got thrown down. Um, but yeah, so that was, so that was mine. Um, that was pretty cool. And then, um, and then it, we had to wait a little while until you could go. Um, all gear. That was, that was probably the biggest down draw down from that whole thing was like, we were just waiting on gear constantly, constantly. Yeah. You know, I, so many times, you know, the, the guys who were running the bulls, running the shoots are saying, Hey, I got bulls in the shoots, drop your ropes. And we're like, we don't have any ropes. <laughs> right. You got ropes for us? Cause we don't have any helmets. We don't have any, any chest protectors. Yeah. You know, so they were getting frustrated that they didn't have gear. We were getting frustrated or like, I guess some of us yeah. were getting relieved that we didn't have gear. I was just waiting. and I noticed uh, that the guys that didn't have gear too, but they just kind of like sat down on the back of the shoots and just hung out. They wanted to like fade into the background, yeah. right? Like don't, don't call on me, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it was frustrating. They, so they had a good, obviously the concept is good. Like you have gear, you go out, ride the fucking bull, bring the gear back or like give the gear back to somebody else that hasn't ridden yet. But people would have gear, but they were hesitating. They were scared to go. Right. So they were. So it took a lot longer to go than than it should have. But um, but eventually we got you gear. Um, yeah, I was figuring we were gonna. We showed up at a little bit before four, uh -huh. three, and it was supposed to start at four. I figured we were gonna be out of there by like five, five thirty at the latest. I don't think sure. we left until nine. Yeah, it was pretty late. It was like nine o'clock, something like that. But Jace finally, didn't. Jace didn't ride till sundown. Yeah. 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 Jace was the last one of us to go. Um, but yeah, so yours, so we got you gear. Yeah, kind of a helmet that fit. Yeah, that helmet was, that was sketchy. Yeah, and <laughs> it turned out to you be. You had a big ass watermelon problem. head, so it's hard yeah, to. That's true. <laughs> hard to find a helmet. That is true. And it was a large helmet, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we finally got gear. Um, I think I went out to shoot one or two. Um, it was down towards the You end. went out of one. Yep. Yeah, I don't remember much. Um, yeah, you went out of one. So, I got good pictures of like you getting on and me right there helping you get ready and stuff. That's yeah, cool. yeah. My uh, my bull's name was TNT. Um, Twinkle. Your, your bull's name was Twinkle Toes. Twinkle Toes, but they yeah. call them TNT. Um, 
Which we found out that the uh, the softer the name, the harder the bowl. Yes, I think in general. Yes, the way it seemed like it went. Uh, Skittles. I thought, Skittles I thought that was, was a, Skittles was one of the worst. Yeah, he was an asshole. Yeah, Skittles <laughs> and um, uh, Care Bear, yeah. aka Sunday Psycho, or actually the other way around. His name was Sunday Psycho, but aka Care Bear. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So Care Bear. And uh, and Skittles by far were the worst. Like they they both destroyed a couple of the pro cowboys. Like they they got their asses handed to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought yours was kind of funny, a, a clever name like Twinkle Toes. But then TNT for short is like that was yeah. really fitting. Yeah. Um, because it didn't work as well as yours did. <laughs> um. You know, I was, I did everything, same thing. Got in there, told the guys I was a first time rider, like, hey, look, tell me what to do, show me what to do. Um, so immediately getting into the shoot, you know, I'm trying to slide in on the bull and he's leaning hard right on the gate. Yeah. Not on the gate, on the, uh, the fence. Um, and they're like, well, push him away. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm trying. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm getting my right thigh in between him and the fence and I'm pushing him back as hard as I can. And he's like, yeah, maybe I'll move a little. So he, he'd give me a, like an inch and then he'd push mm-hmm. back on me. Like you, this has got, right. this is not going to be good. Um, and but, I wonder if that's intentional on the bulls part. Like I know he's leaning, but like if he's like you. communicating, you know, like fuck you. Like, yeah, I, he's you checking know? You. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotta be, um, you know, because like they said, if you get in there in the shoot, uh, Eddie was saying, you know, and you start shaking and quivering and he was showing us as he was, he was shaking his legs and then the bull starts getting yeah, all antsy. All you antsy know? Yeah. So there's definitely a, a level of communication, like with body language and everything with them. And I think that was part of his was like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm bigger than you. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. This is going to go my way. And I was like, no, it's not. And he's like, yes, it is. And <laughs> it definitely went his way. Um, but uh, not without a good 1.8 second fight. I'll tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> which is better than most women in my life get. <laughs> Sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> um, so yeah, so once I got I got settled and uh, getting ready to go, um, my hands ready, hands up. I give the nod. The gate opens up, and immediately, as soon as the gate opens up, he takes a hard left, and uh, and bucked immediately. And when he took the hard left, I stayed straight, which meant I was going down. Um, so he took that left. I started falling off, and his ass end came around. Well, as he was coming down. Um, was right around where I was coming down. His his hind legs were coming down where I was coming down. You could see in the video, um, even before I hit the ground, it's like his thigh hit the uh, face mask. And I think that's what initially jarred it loose. But then when I hit the ground, um, the helmet actually came off. And he came down with, let's see, it would have been his right rear leg Landed on my forearm. Well, after dragging it across your chest. Yeah, yeah. So that that right rear leg came across my chest. Uh, chest protector landed on my forearm. Um, All forearm too. Yeah, for like you like listeners. Direct- we'll take a picture of this thing and and uh, I'll put it on. Uh, I'll put it on my Instagram. 
uh, so you guys can so you guys can see. I'll put a video of it on the on TikTok as well. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, I'm getting it tattooed. I already said. Um, yeah. So he landed. It's a good one. I mean, it's solid hoof on your forearm, right in the middle of my forearm. Um, yeah. So as I came down, hit the ground. He scrapes across my chest, lands his right hoof into my forearm. Um, my helmet popped off at that point by the time I hit the ground. And as he starts coming up to buck again, he kicks me in the face and my head snaps back. So, yeah. so all the worst fears that I had going into this was like, well, I don't want to get trampled or step my face stepped on, or I don't want to, you know, I don't want this thing to land on me in any way. And the second fear was I didn't want to get hung up. Well, I didn't get hung up, but <laughs> everything else that I didn't want to happen happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as he's as he after he lands on me, he starts coming back up, um, kicks me in the face, snaps my head back. Um, but then as soon as that was over, he like he went right back to the gate. Yeah, he went to yeah. You know, and uh, you know, I just I stood up, I grabbed my helmet, and I was pissed off. You know, and I, I just I walked away. Um, oh, on the other part, like when we slowed down the video, I remember it was like. Well, he kicked me in the face, and it looks like I try to hook his leg. I, yeah, with my right hand, I come up, and it looks like I try to hook his leg. Like get yeah. back here, but it's then, like instinctively you were in a fight, you yeah. know, and you were like, "Come here, bitch." That's, <laughs> I'm not, I'm that's what it was because I was not thinking at all. That's not what I was thinking. Yeah. And I, I didn't want him back near me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you imagine if you actually grabbed his hoof and been like, <laughs> "Like, no, 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 I changed my mind." <laughs> Yeah. Um, but you know, I got up and, uh, my, my nose is bleeding and my forearm is all fucked up. And, uh, you know, I was mad and, and I, I started thinking about, it. I think I told you, I was like, man, I just wanted to fucking punch him. And it's yeah. like, he's just an animal doing his job. And it's, and I don't like, I totally respect those animals. I mean, they're yeah. amazing, magnificent, majestic looking creatures and they're, they're just so powerful. Um, and I didn't tell you about this, but I figured out like why I was so mad at the end of it, you know, because in the beginning we talked about like, I think we were talking about uh, with your son, Jason, my son, Gabriel, we were talking about like, this is, this is about an experience, you know, it's about an emotion. And I think with our wives, we were talking about, um, you know, why would you want to do this? And you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's, well, it's, right. it's for, for me, it's, it's for an emotion. Yeah, you know, it's to invoke emotion and to get an experience, and I think I was disappointed in that. And it has nothing to do with any of the situation itself, or the rodeo, or the bull. Um, but as I slid down on the bull, you know, and you pay ten bucks for a ride, you know, I was like, oh well, you know, this is going to be exciting. I'm going to feel like the, that adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get excited about it. And as I slid down on him, it was flat. Yeah. Bro, I was pissed. Yeah. I was pissed at that point and I didn't realize it until I got thrown off and like I walked away from that with no adrenaline rush. Yeah. Um it was almost like when I slid down on him, I was like, Okay, just going to work. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because we, we talked about this, but the the guy, you know, when I, I was slid my legs down, I'm in the chute and I'm on the bull and I was asking, you know, the guy for pointers you know what do you what should i do here what should i do there and he said um and you know you heard him he was like he's like listen anything that i tell you you're gonna you're gonna forget the second that shoot door opens yeah and i was like and i was like ah I, I told him you know sir with all due respect the average human 
that you talk to, like 99.9% of guys that are going to show up here and do this for the first time, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, they're because, losing their fucking minds. Yeah, because I train guys to go and compete and fight and whatever. And, yeah, they're a bunch of, you know, you're fighting emotions and adrenaline and all that. I was like, man, I fight professionally. You know what I mean? Like we have experienced so much in, like, our day-to-day jobs, um, you know, is something that people would – be overwhelmed with adrenaline and it's just another day in the office for us. So I was like, I'm going to remember every second of this, you know what I mean? And yeah. I actually want, and I want to do well. So like I'm asking you for point and I don't want to get fucked up like more. I don't want to get right. fucked up. Secondarily, I want to do well. Um, so yeah, it's like, I know, I know what you mean because, um, I felt more, uh, I mean, not that it wasn't fun, not that there wasn't no, excitement. It was definitely exciting, but I felt more nerves. I felt no nerves for me and I felt all nerves for you three. Same. You know, it was like, oh shit, like my friend is going or my son is going or, you know, it's like, um, you know, I felt like nerves and, and I guess adrenaline maybe for you guys going and for me going, it was like whatever so i could tell and the reason i could tell was because when i slid down and i was getting ready to give the nod and i remember i heard you say be present be present and i'm like yeah i'm i'm fucking present like it's just like i felt like it was just like going to work like there was yeah. i'm just waiting for this thing to happen and i'm fine yeah you you sounded nervous for me i was yeah and i was like well i'm just going to do this thing and 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 it's not like trying to pat myself on the back saying hey i'm a billy badass but that's the frustrating part for me is that i can't i couldn't feel that adrenaline that i wanted to feel sure and that was that was aggravating to me and hearing you say be present well that was a problem like i didn't want to be present right like, i wanted to i wanted to lose myself in that emotion yeah and it, the problem was i was just too focused like okay here's this thing i'm sitting on and we're waiting to go and i'm just going to try to do everything that i was told to do even though i'm not going to be able to because this thing outweighs me by at least 10 times right you know and uh and then it was over and then it was like that moment was gone and it was never there at the yeah, same time yeah yeah i get it so and I think that's like a problem, like with a lot of maybe uh, like military first responders and things yeah. like that, where you just do too much for too right. long. Um, it, it leads a lot of guys to being reckless and doing stupid shit, like riding bulls. Yep. Um, yeah, because you're just you're, you're chasing, chasing a dragon. feeling. Yeah. yeah, chasing a feeling. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, the obviously I was. I was nervous for you, but for your son Gabe and and my son Jace when they went, I was <laughs> fucking. Yeah, I was nervous, man. Um, Same. You, I mean, and back to you before we get on them. Um, yeah, yours yours was really impressive because you know your bull came out not. I mean, Happy. none of these bulls came out to play. Like all, they're fucking grown ass bulls that are made to buck humans off. So, um, I mean, all of them were fucking everybody up. But um, it came out serious. You hit the dirt. It stomped on you and kicked you in the face. <laughs> and you still, and I mean, like it, like you're in trouble if I stomp on you and kick you in the face. You know, 
and I am nothing compared to that yeah. fucking animal. Um, I am a fly on its back compared to that animal. And this thing stomped on you and kicked you in the face. And I think it's impossible for a human to get up on their feet faster than you did. Uh, there was no lay in there. There was no shock. There was no, like, you know, we saw, we saw a bunch of people. So I saw one of the pros and then multiple of these first timers that you could see they were in pure adrenaline, like shock mode. Like yeah. they whether just sat on all fours, like sat there. Yeah. Whether they got hurt or not. Right. Like they just were on the bull. They got thrown off the bull and then they were just in shock to, to the point where they'd freeze like in a dangerous way. Yeah. Um, a couple of the guys, like one guy got stomped on another guy got kicked and, and they just froze. It was like if that bull, if those bull fighters weren't there to save these guys, like hats off to the to the bullfighters because yeah. these guys just totally froze, not present at all, not thinking, and just Jesus take the wheel, I guess. <laughs> like, and uh, and the bullfighters saved their asses because they had no get up and go in them at all. You got fucking, you got slammed down, stomped on, and kicked in the face of all things and <laughs> after my helmet got knocked after off. your helmet got knocked it off gone any worse yeah, you got me. kicked in your face not in not like <laughs> in your helmet and but right to your feet because the second that you got thrown off and i saw the bull's rear end coming around and like i knew he was going to stomp at least near you like yeah. i i knew there was a very strong possibility i mean it all happened so fast but but I knew there was a very strong possibility you were going to get stomped on. So I was already coming over the, the back of the gate, the chute mm-hmm. gate. And like, I don't know what the fuck I intended to do, but I would something, I'm going to get in the <laughs> fight somehow. And, um, but it all happened so fast. And by the time he stomped on you and then kicked you and was, and was gone, that was maybe a second and a half of, yeah. of like, of like from the time you came off, yeah. you know? Um, and then, and you were up to your feet and I was like, oh shit. Okay. So I, I went around the backside of the chute and met you on the other side and checked on you. You're like, I'm fucking fine. You just hopped over the gate. Like you didn't go through the gate. You just jumped over the fence and yeah, I was pissed. You were fine. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, like, yeah, that's, it's frustrating. Cause I was so angry. I was so mad. I was mad at myself. I was mad at the situation. I was just, and I heard everybody kept asking me, are you okay? Oh my God, is you okay? Right. And, and that was making me more pissed. I was like, fuck yeah i'm fine just yeah leave me alone for a second just yeah. fucking let me be because I, I need to like process this i can't figure this out in my fucking brain right what's going on um why i'm so angry right now and oh you okay oh you okay right but going back and watching the video it was kind of funny like like <laughs> it's just so funny how like everything that i didn't want to happen is like yep yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna yeah. happen it's gonna happen so at least he didn't stomp on my head I, I guess getting kicked in the face is better than getting stomped for sure so Dude, if he stomped on your head the way he did your forearm, yeah. you might not be here right now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, thank God for that. So, next weekend, uh, if you guys want to come down and watch us. <laughs> Shady Acres Rodeo? <laughs> no. Hope I don't think it's going to be this weekend. I was going to ask you, yeah. So, what, so uh, you know, I went to training uh, uh, last night, and um, we were talking about it. And because uh, Pat was like, uh, he's, you know, so my fucking, we were talking about it, my squeezer muscles inside of my fucking legs <laughs> and thighs. Um, 
up high, dude, like in the hinges of my joints, of my hips rather, are uh, fucking sore. So yesterday, like walking around a little bit at the gym, you know, Pat's like, you good? You hurt your knee again or whatever? I was like, no, dude, rode a bull. It's my so, love muscles. Yeah, and he's like... <laughs> And he's like, ah, like he didn't understand the joke of like, no, I rode a bull or whatever. And he's like, no, really, what's wrong? I was like, no, really, I rode a bull, yeah. <laughs> and I, my fucking legs hurt. And um, um, but we were talking about it, and and they were like, so is this like a bucket list thing or what's what's up, you know? And uh, which I think is which is a flattering question because they because everybody knows like I'm pretty crazy, so yeah. they're like. So it's not out of the ordinary for them to think that I might just ride bulls now, right. you know? Um, but anyway, I was like, no, dude, it was, I mean, you know, it was a bucket list thing. Uh, at least that's how it started. I was like, would I go out and ride another bull? For sure. I yeah. would. Um, I was like, honestly, I kind of want to go out and get, uh, get redemption for, uh, for Jace. <laughs> but, um, I was like, but, uh, and I talked about you, you know, I said, uh, yeah, I was telling everybody how tough you were. You got stomped on and got up, and I said, uh, "I said, I, if I know him, he's probably going to want to go back and get <laughs> and get some Revenge. redemption." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, we'll see, but we'll keep you guys posted when we're gonna. Maybe we'll live stream the next uh, the next bull ride. Yeah, and uh, both of our sons also went, so that was interesting. You know, some eighteen year old kids. You know, everybody, we talked about this before, too. Like, you know, so many people these days just lead sheltered lives. They, um, you know, they do the 9 to 5. They come home. They watch TV. They do it all over again the next morning. You know, go to bed at 8 o'clock. Um, their weekends are filled with, filled with nothing but, like, chores and maybe watching some football or doing some landscaping. Like, people generally have sheltered, luxurious lives without any real experiences in them. And... um so we gave our kids the options, you know. Um, they're adults. They're 18 years old. They want to do it. Even gave the option to my 16-year-old, um, even though my wife would fight me on that tooth and nail and would probably win. Yeah. Um, but the 18-year-olds, you know, they, they don't have a whole – there's not a whole lot of control we have over them anyway. They could do whatever the hell they want, even though they're still living under our roofs. Um, you know, they could decide to move out tomorrow, and I wouldn't really be able to do anything about it. So Sure. So giving them the power, hey, you have the option to do this. It's something you don't have to do if you don't want to, but if you want to come along for the experience, it's something we've never done before. It'd be great to do it with you. And they both took up the reins and said, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um, and and they, they watched everything. They watched people getting tossed. They watched uh, one of these cowboys getting hung up bad for like, you know, 10, 15 seconds, which is a long ass time yeah. to get hung up and drug around the ring by that animal. And then watching the, uh, the bullfighters, one of the bullfighters took it bad too, uh, on that whole incident. And he yeah. was pretty screwed up too. Yeah. He got, yeah, he got pinned under cause the bull couldn't move a lot because or like it spin in circles. Cause all the bullfighters were hanging off of him. So he just decided to put his aggression into that one bullfighter and kind of, yeah pinned him to the ground and stomped on him with his front feet and shit. Yeah. So our boys got to watch all this. You know, they got to watch your ride. They got to watch me fall. Um, you know, and even after all that, so it even came back to them and said, hey, you know, again, we're not going to look at you any differently if you change your mind right now. And both of them were like, no, we're, we're going to do it. And, 
you know, we could tell that they were terrified. Um, yeah. But, but you know, I think that's just because they're our sons. Like, they were way more composed. They had smiles on their faces yeah. and stuff the whole time. Um, I was watching grown men, military men, you know, because uh, we're right there close to the to the army base. So uh, a lot of those those first timers were all military guys. Yeah. And um, these guys, like we said, were freezing. They were just they like it was their time to go. They wouldn't go. They try to fade off in the background or like just have the that like their eyes as big as quarters and like the thousand yard stare of like. Yeah. Fuck, they're just terrified to be there. But both our sons were like joking, laughing, you know. Calm, cool, composed, yeah. We could tell they relaxed. were scared, but like they didn't let anybody else see that. Yeah, so I mean, cool. th- nobody else did see that because we know them. We know their personalities, and we right. know what they look like when they're scared. You know, everybody else is just thinking, "Who are these guys?" Thinking they're the fucking toughest things right. out here. And honestly, I mean, they 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 were they were some of the toughest ki- to get on and do that for the first time has got to be one of the most uh, rough challenging experiences of your life if you've been sheltered your entire life or you haven't yeah. really done anything like that so to to get all the way up to that point where you're just about to give that nod you know you could back out at any time and both of them yeah. went through and and gave the nod man and and it's like like i felt a an overwhelming sense of pride at that point for both jace and gabriel going wow you know yeah, these, these kids are awesome. You know, they're going to go places in this world. They, if they could do this, which nobody that I know of right now would do this. If they could do this and they can commit themselves to 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 this level, um, they can go anywhere. They can do anything. Absolutely. I I knew that you had that you had kind of uh, you know talked to them already and said you know hey look you know we're not going to think any differently of you if you guys decide to back out of this or whatever and. And then same thing. I, I did the same thing. I took them aside and like, boys, listen, seriously, like this is, this is, you know, serious and it's dangerous. You guys have seen, this is, this is after they watched all these guys get thrown and stomped on and stuff, you included. And, you know, like for Gabe, especially like, and, and, and Jace both like Gabe obviously looks up to you, respects you so much. Like Jace knows how much I respect you and, and, uh, you know, to them, I mean, we're full grown men, you know, and yeah. their fathers. And so, you know, to see these, these, like some of these people get trampled and some of these people get thrown and kicked and all this stuff. And just the fact that like, it's even a possibility. It's not a possibility. It's, it's a probability, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, listen, you know, we all jokes aside, whatever, like this is serious. And if, and it's really dangerous and if you don't want to do it, we're not going to think any differently of you. And uh, Gabe kind of like smirked at me and he was like, and he's like, no, sir, we're, you know, we're, we're in it now. Yep. And Jace goes, uh, and I was like, Jace, and he's like, I'm not bitching out, dad. Let's go. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And I shook both their hands. I said, all right, cool. Let's get it. So then, uh, so then, yeah, Gabe was next. Um, yeah. Which bull did Gabe have? I don't remember. Uh, one with horns that you know, like to throw people. <laughs> he had a big, he had a big brown one too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't remember which one he had. We yeah, need to he, figure that out. He came out pretty straight. Um, but it was as he, uh, as he bucked back. Yeah. As his, as his, as his ass end came up, Gabe started going forward cause he yeah. wasn't up high enough. So he was getting thrown over the front of the bull. Yeah. 
and almost immediately at that time is when the front of the bull came up and met Gabe and yeah. tossed him in the air and flipped <laughs> it it. through. <laughs> yeah, sent him flying with such a split, like he split his. Everybody kept asking if he split his pants because he threw him in the air and spun him around. Yeah, and landed him probably I don't know eight to ten feet away from where he was. It was yeah, and um, and he got up and he and he and he popped right up and immediately threw his hands in the air like he yeah, won the he won the yeah he won the the PBR man like yeah. he was he did it he was so proud of himself I think I think simultaneously like he landed got up and it was like all at once he was like. I'm okay. And the bulls over there like, yep. fuck yeah, I did it, you know? Yep. And it's over. Like probably the, the elation of it being yeah. over too. Well, that's, that's the adrenaline dump right there. It's like, man, yeah. holy crap. You know, it's like, boom, he just got hit with all that adrenaline and yeah. you know, he's safe and he's looking for his mom going, look, I'm okay. He throws both his arms up in the air and right. And he was happy and elated. And, and I mean, you don't get a whole lot of emotion out of him. He doesn't get too excited too easily. So yeah, when he does something like that, you know, he's really feeling it. It was cool, too, because he, he got up, spun around, and, like, found out. Like, we were all cheering for him. Like, a bunch of – nobody else really gave a shit. But we, <laughs> we cared because we care about him. So we're all, like, cheering and screaming. I know I was super loud. And he goes – and he turned and looked and found us and threw his hands up. That was a that was a cool moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we have uh, – we got video and pictures and everything to, yeah. to remember that because, you know, you never have – uh, first bull ride again you know <laughs> yeah that's a fact yeah yeah and then uh yeah and then jace uh jace went again and all of ours again we're all pretty spread out because we had to wait on this gear situation but um he got on that that big brown one um tic tac and uh yeah his was funny man uh all the same stuff got the pointers got all the stuff got on there <laughs> and um and got strapped in and stuff and you know whatever at that point like the 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 boys are a great example of like it doesn't really matter what we tell you like you're not going to do it and you're not going to remember it the second the door opens you know so and I knew that was going to be the case with Jace I just was all fucking nerves man for him I I was like oh my god like this is you know um my boy you know and yeah um, real and if anything I mean he's not you you know what I mean like he's not built like you he's not as experienced as you he's not as tough as you yet so um, if half of what happened to you happened to him it would fuck him up really bad you know and um, but you know He's his own man. He, and he's your kid. I mean, there's, yeah. there's just a, another level when you see your, your flesh and blood in there, you know, it's, it's, it, it's like a coming of age for him. It's like, well, I, you know, I really want him to do this, but I'm really worried he's going to get hurt. And right. I really don't want to see him get hurt because I really care about him, but I really know how good this is going to be for his emotional yeah. and mental state. You know, so yeah. you've got this dichotomy of things fighting each other in your head and, and you're like you said, you're an emotional wreck. I was an emotional wreck. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking worried about you. I'm worried about Jace. I'm worried about Gabe. I get on <laughs> yeah. the bill. I'm like, fucking stomp me. I don't yeah. care. You know, <laughs> Whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, but, but yeah, fuck with my head or my heart with my kid or my friends. And it's, right. it's, it's terrible, man. So, right. I mean, so you're going through all that watching him. Um, but you know, it's going to be good, but you're fighting yourself going, man, I really don't want to see him hurt. So, yeah. 
So I know how you felt. That was the same exact thing I was going through. Yeah. And then Jace yeah. got on Tic Tac, and Tic Tac was he was not a small bull, dude. He, he was he was the one I thought I was going to get. Yeah, Tic Tac was uh, Tic Tac was one of the ones. He the the guy at the very beginning when we when we told him you know we were there for the first time and whatever and he said he was he was going to be helping out um, in the practice pen and he said uh, he's like we got a handful of bulls that are that are you know real good that we use in the practice pen blah 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 and he named Southside which is the bull that I got on he named Tic Tac and he named a couple others whatever but those two are the ones that stood out to me and uh and they happened to be the ones that were right there in front of us too so we could see him while he was talking about them and Tic Tac and Southside were both big fucking bulls and I was like I don't know it's just like looking at him I just I don't for some reason Southside I got like intrigued by him right away um and Tic Tac looked fucking they were both big but Tic Tac like looked mean yeah. like he was I don't know, like his fucking muscles were all twitching yeah. and shit, and he was pawing the ground. Pawing the dirt. And, he kept, he was standing there, and he just he yeah. kept pawing the dirt and, and was throwing it on the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Like, he wants to fuck something up. Yeah, yeah. And I thought for sure one of us was going to get him as well. Um, and uh, But, yeah, Jace, Jace ultimately ended up getting him. And um, it was funny, man. It was like, it was that moment. Of, it was a really cool moment of... I really like that we were both able to be right there on the shoot with both the boys and like, and each other, like you were right there with me. I was right there with you and, and we were both right there with both the boys. And, um, and it's like, uh, like, you, you know, you go through all the things of, okay, tie, we're going to tie your hand in. We're going to get you placed. We're going to get you every, you got these, this checklist of things, right. Of like, okay, get your body right. And then there's a point where, okay, that's it. Like that's, there's nowhere else to go except nod. And that's where, that's where the test is, right? Mm-hmm. There's a test of putting the shit on. There's a test of showing up in the first place. There's a test of putting your stuff on. There's a test of, okay, this is going to be my bull, right? Like when you, you're standing over the chute and you see this 2000 pound animal in front of you and you're like, okay, like that bull, God gave me that one. <laughs> like that's the one. And, um, you could check out like you were saying, you know, but, um, Jace got in there, slid down on him, got all set up. And then I was like, all right, son, you're set. It's time. It's time to get it. It was like, you just nod when you're ready. And, uh, the cowboy outside the gate said, he's like, he told him, he said, give me a, give me a nod cowboy. And, uh, and Jace, he froze for a second, just like, a. I I know I'm supposed to nod, but I'm not going to do it yet. You know? And I was like, you ready, son? And he said, yeah, dad. And I was like, all right, nod. And he fucking nodded. That gate opened. And the second that bull bucked and turned out, he went, whoa, shit. <laughs> and, his, and his hand that's supposed to be up free hand came went out. straight down, yeah, to the to the back of the bull. I don't know because he was turned to us because the bull turned out so hard. So I don't know if he was reaching down for the rope to free his hand or if he was he was sturdying himself. Or if he was sturdying himself yeah, was, on the bull, was he? He was trying to sturdy himself. Oh, okay. Okay. And every time the bull would buck, like it looked like he was going to take his hand up off, but then he put it right back down. Yeah. Like, nope, that one's staying right there. Yeah, that's funny, man. <laughs> but yeah, so he uh and then yeah, he he got dumped uh 
actually very similarly to the to the way that you did. Uh, only difference is this bull took off and to the left and and uh, didn't decide to stick around and fucking stomp on him for his efforts. So, yeah. thank God. Yeah, man. Yeah, and he got up and popped up, and he was fine too. Like, yep. th- amazing that we all walked away from there fine. Yeah, and uh, I think honestly, I got the fucking worst of it. <laughs> like two days later, I'm still fucking walking around <laughs> limping and shit. <laughs> Cause my, my, uh, hip muscle, my like, dude, muscles, I didn't know that I had, like, I just, all I know is I squeeze that fucking bull and, and you're trying to like find the rhythm and rock your hips and ride the bull. Um, but I swear to God, getting out of bed yesterday was tough, man. Well, I feel bad for you. I can't open my beer bottles right now, so, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but your hips hurt, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to 40. Right, right. <laughs> this is going to be a lot more of <laughs> You know, I I think when you look at this whole thing, you know, and and going back just to Jace's ride at the end of it, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, you, when I got back up and you handed me my hat, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I was holding on to Jace's hat so you could jump over that fence if you wanted to, but I want to make sure you got his hat so you can hand that off to yeah. your boy. Um, you know, because that's, that's kind of like a rite of passage, you know. It's, For sure. It's kind of like, a, you know, father to son kind of thing, the only sad part i had is that gabe didn't have a hat of his own and yeah uh, for that day but um but you know you being able to present your son with his hat even though he's had it for so long yeah but after that ride is is kind of monumental and kind of symbolic i think of uh you know well welcome to manhood life's gonna suck oh 100 percent, man like i uh which i appreciate you like I mean, that was something we didn't even talk about. You just understand that, and I understand that. And, like, um, you know, it's the same thing. Like, you, so many people, like, wear cowboy hats. But wearing cowboy hats and earning cowboy hats is two different things. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, that anybody could say any fucking thing they want to. But, like, talk shit if you want, but you can't talk shit from the bleachers, right? Yeah. Like, um, we're you know, have the balls, anybody have the balls to throw your, throw your legs over the back of a fucking 2000 pound bull and nod your head to open the chute and, and go for that ride. You can wear a cowboy hat. I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, it was cool too. You said that Gabe, uh, um, Gabe said that, uh, well, he just, he loves it. He's like the, the next day. Um, well, a couple of things like the next day he was like, you know, Dad, I'm, I'm really glad we got to do that together. And I yeah. was like, yeah, dude, me too. And I, I sent him a text before that saying, hey, man, you know, I'm I'm really proud of you. You know, not many people have that experience. And this is just another reason I'm proud of you. And then he came home from school. He's like, Dad, you know, I, I really like that cowboy hat you got. <laughs> like, well, we got to save up a couple of pennies, man. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll get you one. Um, so it's cool to kind of see this whole, the way the whole thing is. I don't, I don't like getting, like, overly philosophical and everything but like how much that experience is just like a euphemism for life you know yeah you got all sorts of people in this world you got people that go out and grab life right away and just start riding it at five years old you got other grown men who kind of you know gear up and play the part and sit on the sidelines and and just watch everything happen and act uh, pretend and act like actors, like they're ready to do things and ready right. to be part of life. Um, you know, until you sit on top of that bull and you 
nod your head and they open that gate, you know, that's when life really happens. That's when things go shitty. They go well. You know, right. anything can happen at that point when you throw your life into the wind and just see where you can go. Plenty of guys just stand up there, you know, at the back and at the shoots and watch people go out there and they, they sit on the sidelines their yeah. whole life. Um, the truth is, I mean, life's messy. The bull ride's messy. You know, sometimes you, you end up on the right side of it. Sometimes you end up on the shit side of it. But, yeah. you know, you get back up as long as you're still breathing and you fucking move on. Yeah, having the heart to get out there in the first place. Yeah. Having the balls to do it. Take the chance. Take the risk. Live life, man. I mean, it sounds, you know, it's corny. It may cliche. sound corny and cliche. Yeah, yeah, but like on here, like I... My closing line on here every time is you only have one life, make it an alpha life. And I really mean that. Like you only have one life. You can, uh, I keep shitting on insurance salesmen. It just seems like the best, <laughs> it's the best thing that comes to me. But like, you know, you can, you like, you can go work a nine to five desk job and just kind of, you know, play it safe and do whatever and come home and sit down and watch TV and eat your TV dinner and, and go to bed and do it all the next day. But you know, that's where I feel like, uh, like a midlife crisis comes from, you know, and, and where people go out and they do all the crazy, whatever, they get a divorce and they try to date yeah. the younger, the 25 year younger chick or, you know, buy some fucking convertible and they're doing crazy shit in their forties and fifties because they've never done anything crazy. And that, that is crazy for them, you know, like getting the divorce and doing the stuff. It's like, man, just live your life, actually test yourself. Then, you know, you don't have those insecurities. You don't have whatever, like, you know what you're made of. And there's this calm and there's this, this peace that comes with that, with knowing who you are and knowing what you're made of. Right. It's like we were talking about with the boys. I love that, that with the boys, they experienced that at 18 years old. So both of them now, for the rest of their lives, we'll always have that experience. They'll always have the emotions and the feelings and the confidence and the pride that comes with that experience. Um, and it was awesome. Secondarily, it was awesome that we got to do it with them as their fathers and yeah. they got to see us do it and the respect and the pride that they'll have uh, for us, you know, mm -hmm. with that too. But, but in themselves, it's like, no matter what girls they date in the future, what friend groups they're a part of, what jobs they have, all of the people that they're surrounded by, all of the men that they're surrounded by, <clears throat> none of them, <laughs> like high likelihood, none of them will have that same kind of an experience or a story. Right. And when they find that out about the boys, like, holy shit, like, yeah, the balls that get on a bull. What? That's crazy. And they'll, they'll be able to say yes. And they'll, you know, and, and that was when I was 18 and guess what I did when I was 19. Exactly. You want to know what I did when I was 22? Exactly. You know, it's like, Hey, I lived life. Yep. I lived life. You know, life is more than just going to work, coming home, you know, doing the nine to five and not having any experiences outside of it. Um, that's, that's just living to die. That's living every day just to die, waiting for your time to expire. And that's not the way I'm going to live. You know, I want to, I want to fill my life with the good things. I want to fill my life with experiences with people that I love and I care about with my family and friends. That's what life's about. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, you rode a bull and you got injured or you rode a bull and you were fine and nothing happened. You know, you could be driving to work and get hit by an 18-wheeler and you yeah. never had any of those experiences in your life. 
meanwhile, you're trying to live as safely as possible. And, you know, what do you got to show for it? Yeah. A, a headstone. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And to me, having kids and um, especially having kids, I'll just leave it at the kids. I mean, your friend group and stuff like that, too, is like, you know, there's something to be said for that, too. But having kids, man, it's important that your kids can look up to you and respect you and go like, you know, I have a dad that's, that's not full of shit. I have a dad that, you know, has the courage to do X, Y, and Z, you know, has the, has the balls to go out and do this, has the whatever, and just the respect, like a a young man, young woman respecting their mom and dad. It, that's, you don't respect them just because they're your mom and dad. You respect them because of what they stand for and who they are and who they prove themselves to be. Um, and not that you have to go out and ride a fucking bull to, to be respected by your kids. That's not what I'm saying. But, um, you know, but live a stand for something, live a life, you know, show your kids that you can go out and do and accomplish anything that you want and, uh, and give them memories like this and lessons like this for, to, to be able to build off of. Yeah, definitely not advocating for going out and just being completely reckless, you know, but live life on your terms. Don't live it on somebody else's terms. Um, it's your life. Yep. You know, you got you, you have to do what you want with it, not what you're told by society to do with it. Um, and that's partly my goal in, in, in stuff like this is to, to show my kids like, hey, maybe this is for you. Maybe it's not for you, but whatever is for you, you know, you need to follow that. Um, you know, life's not all about money and fast cars and, you know, just, uh, being as rich as you possibly can be, because I'd rather have the experiences that I have now than being completely, uh, uh you know, utterly wealthy and having none of the experiences. Um, uh, the experiences mean everything to me in my life. Otherwise I would have never had kids. I would have never had a family. I would have gone off and had a completely different life. And, and that's, there's just, there's not fulfillment in that. For me personally, there's not sure. fulfillment without the people that I love and the family that I love and the friends that I love around me doing things with me. And uh, hopefully I'm, I'm instilling some of that in my kids and you're doing that with your kids and, and they're, they're picking up some heavy lessons from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And unfortunately the guys like us were pretty hard on ourselves and we were talking about this over lunch. <clears throat> like when is it enough? You know, that's a, that's kind of a, open-ended question and um i don't really know the answer to it you know like when is it enough like how many like when will i be ready to hang up fighting for example um i don't know it's not now (laughs) i know that you know i'm 40 um but i'm still winning you know i'm still i still feel great i feel fine i'm um you know i've got a lot of injury you know accumulated a lot of injuries over the years and stuff, but I'm healing from them. I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm still able to get in there, get it done and I'm still able to win. So, um, and it's still in my heart, you know, one day if it's not in my heart anymore, um, then, then I won't do it. That's the only reason that I do it. You know, I never started fighting for money. Um, it's funny. I think I've said this before, but, uh, people for years always were like, Oh man, you're going to, you're going to go to the UFC or like, do you want to go to the U like basically was my goal to be in the UFC and no was always the answer. I don't give a fuck about the UFC. I don't care about the UFC or 
Bellator about this or that. Like, I don't care. I, what I care about is fighting. I care about training. I care about getting good and I care about competing and what, but if there's like a bunch of politics and, and nonsense that goes with it, that's not what I'm about. That's not what I'm in it for, you know? Um, and it's the same as anything else. You know, I, I don't care. Oh man, do you want to go fucking be a professional bull rider? Like, no, I don't, (laughs) you know? Uh, I just had a thing that I know a lot of people are afraid of doing and would never, ever do. And so I wanted to go do it, you know, because it is a scary thing. It is something to, you know, something that kind of gets your, gets your blood going and, and, or well is supposed to, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, so anyway, um, we did, we did get the feeling with the kids at least. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and not the, to give everybody like, at home listening it's there's there are definitely nerves that go along with it you know you're going to get on a bull so it's not like there's no nerves at all but for the most part like pretty chill you know it's like we're just oh here's the things we're doing i can know that like for you and me we were more worried about like being in the right place at the right time you know because there's like other like cowboys professionals that are there and they expect something of everybody up there. So it's like, I'm going to be up there. I'm going to do my job. Right. Yeah. Um, I was more worried about that. Like, man, I'll fucking get on a bull. I just don't have the stuff to do it with, you know, like, so, yeah, I mean, it, that was the thing. Like, okay, just show me the steps and then put me on there, you know, because after that, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Like, <laughs> right. If that bull doesn't want you on there. You're not going to be on his back. So just, you know, show me the procedure. Let me do yeah. it. You know? And, and that's again, kind of like life, man show you the procedure, give you all the equipment, give you all the gear and then throw you out there. And then, well, fuck, it didn't work out. You know? Yeah. And what you do with it is what you do with yeah. it. Yeah. And often it's not going to work out. So yeah. it's, are you going to hop back up and fucking, you know, and, and be ready to motivated to fix it like you were or fucking, you know, or freeze you, up, freeze up on all fours. And exactly. Pummeled with, with this animal's head. Yeah. Just sit there and wait for life to come back around and fucking <laughs> pound you into the dirt. Um, yeah, my, my bull South side, he, um, one of the guys that, I don't know if you remember this one, the, um, is a taller, skinny guy. Uh, he was a newcomer. So mm-hmm. he got South side, got ridden three times on Sunday. Um, I was number two. So he, he was ridden by this first guy. Um, a first timer. Then he was ridden by me. And then he, and then, um, and then one of the pros got on him mm-hmm. and the first guy, dude, Southside came out and like took a heart. It took a one big Southside wasn't a turner, right? Like, yeah, like was- yours came out and he fucking turned on a dime and wanted to spin circles. Um, Southside was a come out like buck, buck, man. buck and, go and but he was a bucker not a turner right and so he fucking he bucked this this guy was skinny and like you know whatever i mean i was actually surprised that some of the pros were like pretty small dudes and some of them were really skinny too uh but they were up there doing their thing this guy was not he was a newcomer and he was really really thin so he got fucking bucked off the bull right away and his hand, like he got bucked upside down. So he came off of, off of Southside's like back basically. And I guess the way he rolled, it was kind of opposite of Gabe. Gabe got thrown forward and then rolled off the bull's head. This guy got 
thrown backwards, rolled off of Southside's ass. So he was bucking and kicking at the same time. So he bucked. The guy was upside down, and then he got kicked in the fucking chest. Yeah. And then hit the ground flat on his back, too. And he was one of the ones that just froze. But Southside wasn't like, come back around and kill you kind of bull. Um, he just took off to the center gate. But um, he was one of the ones where, like, the show stopped and people were yeah were because you heard that hit yeah on his chest plate on the chest protector yeah and you could see that like the, again that thousand yard stare out of these guys the like they were in shock they had no idea where <laughs> they were <laughs> what was going on and then later on remember he was up on the shoot that guy and I asked him um, I was like bro you all right you know and this was like way later so he had gone and gotten attention and stuff and then like after he calmed down he came back. And uh, I was like, dude, you okay? And he's like, man, my fucking back is killing me. And um, he's like, I don't, I don't know what happened. And I was like, and I told him, you know, what I just said, like you got kind of rolled and thrown off his, off his back and his butt. And uh, so he'd like, you caught air and you were upside down. And as you were coming back down and really Southside kind of helped him because he was upside down. He's going to spike on his head. Yeah. And Southside kicked him in the fucking <laughs> chest <laughs> and, uh, and then the, and slammed him to the ground, but like on his back. And, um, and he's like, he's like, he kicked me in the chest. He's like, why is my back hurt so bad? I was like, well, cause he like your back is what hit the ground with all that force of him kicking you. Um, and he's like, oh, okay. Cause he said his back was really, was really hurt. And he still was all like flush. He was like pale and, yeah kind of green looking i was like god dang dude yeah um, but um nobody got hauled away in an ambulance so i mean yeah that guy, that guy got back up there and i don't did he ride again no 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 he um there was one guy that i know rode twice um the cowboy I, it was pretty cool that guy didn't ride i was the only one to ride south side the the pro that rode south side after me didn't ride him either mm -hmm. um and then, oh, what was the one? Um, oh, what was that bull? Um, Taz, mm -hmm. the, the another big brown one, uh, kind of brindly brown. Uh, he fucked somebody up really bad too. I think he's the one that he's the one that threw the guy like over his horns, and then he was like, yeah, trying to fucking maul him with his horns <laughs> too. Um, but yeah, that was I mean, it. Was a cool experience. Um, I think bullfighting would be fun. Yeah. And getting down there and helping. Again, hats off to those guys. Um, um, any of those guys listening or whatever, I'm going to tag them in this in this uh, podcast and make sure they know that we were talking about them and stuff. But uh, those bullfighters were like hats off to those guys. Cause yeah, that's, that's a whole nother world. I mean, you know, because as that thing's bucking and turning, it's looking at them, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, even when, uh, unless that rider comes off and lands in front of the bull, it lands in the bull's eye shot. Yeah. As soon as that rider's off, I mean, it's looking at those bullfighters. And yeah. it's, if it's going to kill anything or try to kill anything, generally it's going to be them. Yeah. And they got to be quick on their feet and ready to take a beating too. And a couple of them did. One, couple, of, them, yeah. one of them definitely did. Um, you know, one, so of them, one of them, uh, when that girl got thrown off, one of them, she got thrown off and as the bull was turning, she was just in his eye shot. Like, 
at, like you're talking about, and one of those bullfighters came running in and just kind of jumped in between them. Yeah. And basically was like, basically tried to sit on the bull's head is what it looked like. And he got fucking catapulted for his, for his, uh, efforts. But that's all the time that it took for the, right. you know, to distract the bull and, and her to be able to get out of Dodge, you know? Um, so, oh, I, I didn't tell you this. One of the bullfighters told me, um, afterwards, um, when you, when you did your ride, they said, uh, one of them was like, Hey man, I'm like, I'm sorry about your buddy. Like I couldn't, he's like, I was, I just couldn't get there fast enough. I was like, Oh dude, it's cool. Like he's, he's fine. I was like, I was like, he's fucking tough, man. It's all good. And he's like, he goes, yeah, obviously. But like, just, you just, you could tell like he felt bad. Like he doesn't even know us, you know, but, um, but they, but that was his job and he feels like he found at some point. And that's, you know, that's incredibly respectable. Yeah. You know, um, there's not really nowhere in the world you're going to find stuff like that. I mean, you, you do in some aspects of, of like, you know, close camaraderie with people that work together. Um, but for something like that, where there's actual real danger and this guy's feeling like he let somebody down because he wasn't there to take the hit. That's, that's really unusual to find these days. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Accountability. <laughs> yeah, that too. Accountability. That's all that is. So, anyway, yeah, man, it was a good experience. Um, it was a great time, and um, you know, we'll see what the next one is. I think you said uh, you and Gabe are going to go uh, skydiving, right? Well, my daughter Hannah her, for her birthday, uh, June twenty fifth. She wants to jump out of a plane with me. So here we go. Oh, really? oh, I thought it was Gabe that. Game, yeah, he wants to go too. Oh, okay. But Hannah mentioned it for her birthday. Like she didn't cool. want to have a big, she's going to be 17. So yeah. She didn't want to have a big 17th birthday. She's just like, well, let's go jump out of a plane. Okay. Awesome. Do you think mom will do it? Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we were talking about that over dinner. Uh, after the, after the bull riding, we went and, um, ate with the boys and, uh, John Michael, um, he said, for those of you that don't know, he's my 17 year old and, uh, he was there at the bull ride. He just, he didn't have it that day. He wasn't, he wasn't going to do it. He wasn't ready. But, um, he did say, uh, he did get all perked up and excited about skydiving. He's really? like, Oh, I, w- I want to go skydiving. I was like, bro, you say the word I'll, we'll go, you know? And, um, I was like, I was like, but I'm confused. Like you'll go skydiving, but you won't get on a bull. And he's like, uh, he's cause I guess to me, like, skydiving there's just a lot there's a lot that goes into that for somebody who's never done it it's like you you go you got to sit through the thing you got to you know there's a lot of moments of realization of what's about to happen i guess Mm -hmm. um and and i just was shocked that he was he was all about that like he didn't even say like oh yeah i would do it he was excited like i want to go do it i was like "Hmm, yeah unless you got a death you know you're you're deathly afraid of heights like I, th- I feel like skydiving is less, um, you know, anxiety driven than riding a bull is. I mean, sure. because you, you still, you go through all the steps, you know, you get all the way up there. It's almost like you get to that door. It's like when you're sitting on the bull, you get to that door. Okay. Now jump or nod, you know, it's yeah. the same thing. You go through all the procedure and then all you got to do is just sit there. Like you're not getting thrown off of anything. Nothing's going to stomp you. Nothing's going to crush you. As long as your chute opens, you're fine. Right. Right. 
you know, but when you sit on the back of that animal, it's like, well, a lot of things can go wrong. I can go yeah. forward on this thing. It could smash me in the face like it did with Tough Hedeman. It could throw me onto the ground. I can get trampled. It could run me into the rail. I mean, there's so many things in that small little area that can go wrong. And, like, yeah. pretty much the only thing that goes wrong at skydiving is your parachute doesn't deploy and then you're fucked anyway so yeah you and and you've got two shots for that yeah <laughs> you know you got your backup shoot as well and if both fail i it, it was just your time <laughs> you yeah. know it was just your time yeah, just enjoy the next 60 seconds and, uh... <laughs> yeah i wonder what your mindset would be like if you would just have this overwhelming calm you know of, of just acceptance of like okay well here we go you know because what are you gonna do or or pan, I mean, I'm sure people will kind of experience both because because it definitely happens. Yeah, I mean, I think like I don't know. I, I I imagine if I was up there, I'd go, well, fuck it, terminal velocity. Let me straighten this bitch out and yeah, lawn let's do it right. Yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, I don't want to bounce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and having, I mean, you know, un, unless you have skydiving experience, you know, you have to you got to go tandem. So if it fails, yeah, it's like, you got to communicate like, Hey bro, let's, like, <laughs> let's nose dive into this thing together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, yeah. So John Michael wants to do it. I'm sure Jason do it. I mean, yeah. He's, he right away. He was like, yeah, let's go. So maybe you even get Olivia in on that since she, yeah, was she said she'd do it too. Riding. See, see yeah. like everybody skydiving, not a problem. Yeah. Riding. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be gorged slowly, painfully, over and over again. Right. <laughs> and wonder if I'm going to survive. I'd rather have it be, you know, in a snap. Well, and that's the thing, though, about about the bull riding is, like, it's explosive and it's violent, um, yeah. but it's fast. Yeah. Like, the only, the only ass beating that anybody took that day that was extended was because, was one of the pros because he got hung up. Yeah. And, uh, and it looks terrible. This, any time I've ever watched a, a cowboy get hung up in a bull rope, it looks awful every fucking time because it looks like they're just ripping their shoulder apart. Chest, shoulders, everything's yeah. getting tore up. Just getting whipped around or fucking, or worse, they're like under the bull and they're hung up and they're, yeah. they're like getting stomped on. Like just their legs are getting stomped. Oh, it looks terrible. Um, and that, that to me was one of my only, you know, like you said, you in visual, visualizing and stuff before we did it. Like, I just don't want to get stomped on or I don't want to get hung up or whatever. Getting hung up was the one I was worried about. Yeah. The, the getting stomped on didn't bother me as much. Um, that may come from fighting because like, I mean, I've, I've been kicked in the head. I've been, you know, need in the face. I've been all these things and not that that equates to a bull, but, um, but I know how quick and, and whatever that can happen. And like, and I've walked right through some of that stuff, you know? Yeah. So, it, um, but it's fast and then it's over, you know? And like from a bull, like I know it's just going to be quick and then it's going to be over and you deal with whatever it is that happened afterwards. But the being hung up is like drug along the fence. Yeah, dude, the feeling of being hung up and like no the realization, the moment where you realize fuck, I'm hung up and you can't get out. Oh my god, man, that's yeah, terrible. I mean, because if you're hung up, generally your arm is going to be hyper extended at some point yeah. or hypo extended, so depending upon the way you fall off, 
You ever try to lift yourself up with one arm when it's hyperextended? Yeah. It ain't happening. You yeah. Know, well, and it's like the weight, yeah, the weight you would have to fall off your your support side. So so it's okay. So for those of you listening, if you don't know, if you're right-handed, which most people are, and you you tie in you tie into your uh your rope with your right hand, the way that they tie it um you know, you loop it around the back of your hand. So then when you want to come off the bull, you want to go to the right. You want to come off the bull to the right. So your, your right leg would be behind your hand and you want to basically just swing your left leg over the bull's back and toward your left, your right leg, you know? So, and if you do that and you open your hand, your hand will just pop right out. Um, but if you go the other way, that's when you'll get hung up. And so if you do that now, depending on the size of your bull, you know, cause your, your hand is tied on. So if you're right-handed, you want your hand tied on the right side of the bull. It looks like it's right dead center of the bull's back, but it's not, it's, it's offset. It's, it's offset a little bit to your strong side. So now you're over the curve of the spine of the bull. So the bigger the bull, the more hyperextension you're going to have in your arm like Gunnar was just talking about. So, um, yeah. And if you got a big, powerful bull that's slinging you around and bucking and doing whatever, and your, your arm is extended, that man, you're just getting arm barred over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah. That's terrible. Oh, especially yeah, if you're terrible. a little bigger, you know? Yeah. Put any, any sort of weight hanging off that arm. That's, oh yeah. That's yeah. A, that's so I, uh, for some. that was, that was my biggest thing. Go like the whole time thinking about it. I was like, just, hopefully i mean god willing if if it starts to go south you know i'd be able to free my hand on the way off you know yeah. or or whatever or like direct myself toward my hand to be able to come off but man i mean you know now that we've done it there's, yeah, there's none of that no control like, yeah <laughs> i got really lucky in mine i got lucky in that when like i knew when i he stopped like after the eight seconds was over he stopped i kicked him and he started to go and I just was able to time it and I, I just got lucky, but, um, but I, we saw like, that's rare. <laughs> yeah. That's rare. Like a lot of fucking people were just where the bull tells you to go. That's where you're going. Yep. So, and that was good with you. That's the way you went too. Yeah. You went off to the right. Not by choice. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at least it was to the right. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, uh, TNT, for that. Thank you, Twinkle Toes. For <laughs> yeah, not- Twinkle Toes. That's, yeah, what a, man, what an asshole name. It's like when this big, massive bull, you get you get just yeah. crushed by. Time, it's like, uh, what's yeah. his name? Twinkle Toes. <laughs> <laughs> I want Massacre next time. Yeah, <laughs> Put Nightmare. Me on- <laughs> <laughs> Put me on one of those badasses. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, it's like... Uh, like bodacious you you mentioned tough hedeman bodacious is the one that crushed tough hedeman's face um and he that one went down in history because of one how amazing of a bull rider tough hedeman is or was um he's you know hall of fame bull rider but um how amazing tough hedeman was and for bodacious to be able to do that to him and just coincidentally how much damage was done to his face. Mm-hmm. But, um, but bodacious, a lot of people don't know bodacious was known for that. Like his bucking style 
And uh, if you go back and watch that video, the the announcer even says that he's like this bull, you know, he, yeah. you know, his style. He has a tendency to throw cowboys forward and then rear up, and you know, it's real dangerous because he can catch you in the back of the head, or he can catch you in the head with the in the face with the back of his head, or or that massive, you know, uh, hunk of muscle they have on the back of their shoulder blades and neck. And I mean, pretty much as soon as he says it, that's, that's exactly what happens. And he just bucks. He's just so powerful. He just bucks and launches them forward and, and then comes up at exactly the same time. Yeah. Back of his head, right into that, right into Tuff's face. And it was just horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. It looked, it looked even worse in real time because they thought the second hit that he took was worse. Like thought he got gored on the second hit, but it was actually the first hit that smashed him and and just knocked him out. And thank God he was unconscious for the, for the rest of the ride, you know, honestly, because that would be terrifying. Um, And maybe it saved him, you know, because when he took the first hit to the face and he's unconscious, his arm went limp, but his hand was still in the rope. So it was like, as he got slung down the next time, you know, he took it more like in the chest. Yeah. Off the um, yeah. And left then, side of the head of the bull. Yeah. And then kind of threw him off. And, um, but that's cause you know, I'm sure because his arm just was limp at that point. So, um, or it could have been where could you imagine if you hit him a second time in the face again with no, now he had no protection, the protection right. of his skull bones and stuff. They're We're not gone. intact. Yeah. So it's a very real possibility for anybody who straps in. So, like I said before, yep. not advocating for living recklessly. If this is your thing, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do it. If it's not, like maybe go to the golf cart, uh, the the race car track or something. Right, right. Little indoor uh, race cars. Yeah, do but do something, man. <laughs> do something. Get out, test yourself. Um, you know, go out and do something that other people are afraid to do. Um, it's part of being a man. You know, it really is. And like you said, have something that you respect yourself for, uh, that you could pass on to your kids. If you have young boys, they need to see what it is to have some balls and, and, uh, and get out there and, and be a man and be able to hold your head up high later on. So you got anything else for him, my friend? Nope. This is your part. I think. Yeah. You guys only have one life. Make it an alpha life.